Welcome everybody, I am Weasel Joe Cabello, and this is Marvel Turn DC director Chris Asoda. What's up, Chris? Hey, how's it going? It's going good. What, what is this? We're on the Beat It podcast, right? Movie reviews? <laughs> is that accurate? Because I, I, this week again, I forgot to say the show name when I started. Oh, I mean, you just did. You just said, you just said it. Now I did. Now I did, yeah. but usually like first thing i said this is beat it movie reviews but i keep blowing it and what are we uh talking about today for a feature uh, review? we saw uh david ayer's suicide squad uh-oh right? chris uh-oh oh no did i watch the wrong we... movie you did because it's not david ayer's film that's not the film he wrote oh true directed. no I, well, I, what it, i meant was uh, i snuck into wb studios and stole the true the david air, air cut. cut yeah yeah oh wow <laughs> if they sold the air cut all joking aside we are uh, reviewing the suicide squad yes um the new the sequel i guess you would call it um but do you think they'll do something like the wu-tang album where they oh. sell it for like highest bidder but there's only one copy and Martin Shkreli will buy it <laughs> and later have to sell it. Yeah, hopefully hopefully uh that won't happen, but it would be pretty interesting. It would be interesting too especially if they bought it, then watched it and said, "Guys, it's actually great." And then David Ayer's like, "No, it's not. He's a liar. It's, it's not good." Actually. It's very bad. Uh, hopefully one day we will review that. I'm sure we will, just like we did Justice yeah. League. But someone we will was, be talking. Someone was telling me that there was already... James Gunn was saying an interview something along the lines of, like, this isn't entirely, like, the cut I intended to, or something like that. And I was like, let's get really? the fuck out of here. DC is just, like, point... hyping parallel movies to all of their releases. Yeah, you know, and at a certain point, I think, yeah, that's... That's not new with big studio movies or just movies in general. Yeah. You know, I, it, that's, it's, it's going to happen. So I think, um, I hope it doesn't become a thing for marketing or <laughs> just for like directors who are like more vocal about that. Cause at the end uh -huh. of the day, like it, that is the movie. Yeah. That is the movie that was put out there because the only way you were going to do a Suicide Squad movie was by teaming up with DC, who was going to make decisions. That's the movie. Yeah. That's the way it played. Yeah, and also, not every movie like Zack Snyder's was, like, 90% reshot. It's True. usually just a different cut of edited footage, of the same edited footage. For yeah. 99% of director's cut movies, yeah. But Suicide Squad aside, we will be reviewing The Suicide Squad, the newest one, uh, starring um, Pete Davidson. Uh, so, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the new Pete Davidson movie, The Suicide Squad. Uh, but let's God. get into what we've been watching. CRISPR, yes. what have you been watching? Uh, let's go with, should we start with uh, Dave? Yeah, we should. The Dave Along. Yes. Episode nine, not the uh, end, right? I think it's ten not the episodes. End. One, total? Yeah, one episode left. But Damn. Uh, yeah, so this week's episode, it was a a dream episode, right? An incredible episode. 
I think it's my favorite episode of the show. It's it's an episode that I think you could show anybody and just like give them a little bit of backstory. Oh, Dave's a rapper. He's, but you get all that from the episode anyway. You don't even huh. need to explain it. And then they, they could just enjoy it. It was super yeah. fun. Yeah. Such a great episode. So basically, you know, he has he has a goes into a dream like state and then the entire entire episode is like metaphors about his life so it's just such cool very cool dreamlike uh you know jokes and states where he's you know you're like you're somewhere in your dream and then you close a door and suddenly you're an entirely new setting it was Mm. just they did such a great job with making it feel like an actual dream how how weird they are and how things like don't make sense but then metaphorically makes sense so you're like oh okay yeah Yeah, i really like that and even before the this dream sequence all that stuff was super interesting with biff uh the the guy who's also he was santa claus in the most recent uh, i think you should leave season two Oh, okay. That actor, he plays Santa Claus, who is the actor Santa Claus who stars in movies. Oh, really? And plays other characters. Yeah, that's what the sketch is. So (laughs) he is Santa Claus, and he acts in movies, playing roles of other people. Uh, He was great, and the other um, uh, assistant or whatever he was, all that stuff just felt so fun. That's like the, the... where this is not a parody, but just like a commentary on the music business and being an artist that I love little touches like that, that we even saw with the, the cypher, the freshman cypher that he was on on the other episode. Uh, So I love those little bits. Yeah. Also the other guy that, that he, uh, he goes to visit. um, He's the guy, the main guy from high maintenance. That show on HBO. Oh the, right, uh, the guy that does right. So yeah, he's he's that actor, and he's that guy's really funny. So it was cool to see him be this like weirdo, hard ass guy. Yeah, he was good. Uh, and what I loved most of this was the music. So this got me. I hope the songs, oh, yeah. the little song clips, both of them, because I think there's maybe two two songs that they do one that he records at the end of the episode but Uh i hope those are on the new album i need him to come out with the album and i need those songs to be on it both of them were awesome and it makes me really excited for his music career you know like obviously tv he can make great tv but we haven't had an album since 2015 from little dicky so yeah wow and especially it being a season about him being like i have writer's block you're like okay how much of this is true are you out of it (laughs) uh but i'm really excited i want to i tried to google any clips of those songs or if he's releasing them or anything but couldn't find Uh anything oh wow okay yeah that's interesting uh you know what's funny too is like the season two poster is him with an anteater so it's funny that they have an anteater in the oh, yeah, episode the too. Was in it. Um, and also, like we've been kind of saying, how it's like season two has amped up his like dickheadness 
a lot, you know, mm-hmm. where like the first season he's just kind of awkward and kind of weird, but not really an asshole. And then I feel yeah. like in this season it was like he's more of an asshole. Mm-hmm. But I guess Definitely. that's and that's part of his uh, his whole arc this season is like yeah it's worked really well for that arc yeah his ego and everything so yeah i just i'm glad that like the season is kind of winding down or you know picking up with a redemption for him to be like i am being a dick i need to be myself and not be consumed with all this other bullshit yeah i and i'm curious what direction that actually is going to take his character because I'm kind of getting the sense that he is going to take that, but it's like, no, I, to make this stuff, I just need to, like, not question these yeah. things. And that might mean being an asshole. Being even more of an asshole. Yeah, but it's like, th- if that's what I need to do to, the goal I keep saying is I want to be great. Yeah. I can't be worrying about this. Or he might find balance. I don't know. But, uh, um bald naked dave was certainly yeah. awesome so great <laughs> i really I just... can't wait to to show that clip to andy after this <laughs> yeah that's Such basically visual. yeah it's basically our home life is me in underwear walking around the house <laughs> dancing yeah you always put a bald, on a bald cap. cap yeah yeah it takes <laughs> exactly. about 45 minutes every morning <laughs> And he look takes one look at you in the morning. She's like, "Oh, bald cap day, huh? Okay, I see. I know how today's going to be." There's been more bald cap days than not these <laughs> days. Uh, any other thoughts about Dave? Uh, just really stoked for the season finale, and also very sad that the season's already over. Basically, I know. I definitely will be watching it again, though. Yeah, I think I'll try to rope uh, Andy into watching both seasons but i think it won't sit well with her (laughs) she likes comfort tv um let's move on to what else we've been watching chris take it away sure yeah so let's see the other thing one of the other things i watched this week was season or episode two or no episode three of ted lasso for season two the lasso train keeps moving yeah yeah it's uh still still really good actually i i realized i had a problem because like last week there's a character that uh leaves the team after the first season that they all kind of hate and then in, in this season he lets him back onto the team as sort of like a redemption i was basically talking about it last week a little bit but the thing that is weird is like one of the characters is worried that the guy's coming back to the team because he terrorized him while he was on the team previously. And he's like, Oh, don't worry. Like he's not going to be on the team. And then basically at the end of the episode, he's like, Oh, I have to put it back on the team. So he does. But the way that he is revealed is that like the player just walks out onto the field during practice. And then everyone else is like, what the fuck? And then he's just back. And I feel like mm-hmm. knowing Ted Lasso's character, he wouldn't reassure that person that that guy's not coming back and then not talk to him beforehand and not like mm-hmm. warn him, hey, man, we're going to have him back, but it's because we need to help him, you know? Because yeah. his character is so 
in tune with everyone's emotions and like being respectful of everyone that I yeah. feel like he, he would never have done that. And in the third episode, they have this like beef with that character where they're like, fuck you. You're still, you're not one of us, even though you're back. And I, I feel like Ted would know this is going to cause problems. I need to warn everyone to, to really reduce the amount. Yeah, of you anger. can't surprise it. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's like the only time where on the show where I've been like, that's weird. I don't think he would do that, but um, you know, the, it seems like convenient for TV, like the exact opposite yeah, of what um, of what Ted Lasso has done. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, but I mean, it's still f- really fun and uh, heartwarming and uplifting. There's like a bit where, you know, he tries to uh, get everyone to hate him instead for him to be the common enemy with the whole team. So oh, he okay. takes on his <laughs> alter ego, Led Tasso. And he becomes this, like, super asshole hard ass. But, like, when he's trying to be mean, all he's doing is, like, being just kind of weird. And, like, he can't actually be really mean. So when he tries, it's really funny, too, because he's he's just being too nice at the same time. <laughs> it's it's hard to explain, but you, you have to see it. Uh, but, yeah, so, you know, still still loving the show. Looking forward to more episodes. Uh, what else yeah. have you been watching? Let's see here. Um, talk about, I think you saw this as well, the HBO Max original, The White Lotus. Am I correct oh, yeah. that uh, you checked that out? Yeah, I got in, that into it this week. Um, I think I'd watched maybe 20 minutes of it last week, but then um, uh, it just stopped. But I uh, decided to pick it back up, and this is a... a I don't know how you would describe it because it kind of feels like a. it starts almost like a mystery that takes place on a resort <laughs> island. Yeah. But then it just kind of is more of a straight drama. Yeah. I would say. Um, with like really like odd comedic moments too, where you're like, oh, this is kind of funny or this is kind of weird. Should I? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's. I've only watched the first two episodes, so I don't know how much of it you've watched so far. Uh, there's, there's four, four episodes out, and I've okay. watched all four of those. Okay, okay. Yeah, so I've only watched the first two, but uh, yeah, it is it is kind of strange because it's, it's kind of all over the place. Yeah, it really is. But yeah, if you had to really distill it down drama, but there is like a ton of funny moments. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've it the episodes you'll probably see it around episode three but they end really strange too like in a weird positive note but everything else is like obviously trouble is coming yeah yeah well even the second episode like the second episode ends with a character doing something that seems like dark and fucked up and then another character who's like happy and uplifting uh watching like a, mm. a sunrise yeah but, uh, the, the whale or whatever yeah like, okay that's a weird beautiful moment what are we taking away yeah from that? but it's funny because like a lot of the characters are kind of just shitty assholes oh yeah completely basically like, and the the cast uh, connie Britton, steve zahn uh who else who else oh yeah um, Alexandra Daddario. Yes. 
Jennifer yes. Coolidge. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so really funny cast, really interesting cast, and yeah. some good cringe moments. So, like, it is good <laughs> asshole characters. Uh-huh. I'm in a lot of ways, I'm not sure why I even like it or keep watching it. I think it's because it, it is interesting. Like, at the very least, there's tons of interesting choices going on, even yeah. if the tone is kind of all over the place, and I don't know where it's all leading to. Uh huh. Yeah, the I think like the my favorite character is probably the uh the guy who's running the hotel manager. Yeah. Uh yeah, his name's Murray Bartlett. But he's really good. I don't think I've ever seen him before, but he's like a perfect perfectly cast character. You're like, oh, no one could do this role but him. Yeah, you definitely want to continue watching. Yeah. Because there's only more of him. That's awesome. Yeah, so yeah, overall, so I'm far I like it. Yeah, I'm not. I think they're doing one episode a week because I don't think uh-huh. the fourth was the end of anything. Yeah, I um, think there's six episodes. Yeah, so they're playing with that uh, re- release schedule, which I think I'm kind of figuring out it whether I like it or not. With a lot of shows that are doing that, like uh, I think Schmigadoon's doing that. Oh um, yeah, yeah, Ted Lasso. Dave. Yeah, which for shows that are straight, like they are airing on TV, I don't, I don't, I'm kind of like just normalized to that. Uh huh. But when it comes to straight to streaming shows, it still feels weird. I'm like, you have the files. True. That, (laughs) that, and also like they're not built to have commercial breaks. Mm -hmm. So they're built to just watch from point from one end to the other like straight through binge yeah. it as fast as possible but yeah so i think there's moments where i like it and, and moments where i don't i think because sometimes my um opportunities to watch stuff will be like oh you ha- you can watch a lot of stuff for the next three days but then for the next week and a half you're going to be more busy so you won't be able to watch nearly as much so i'm like well i'd rather binge the show in those three days. I think that's sometimes where it becomes a problem. But yeah. uh, I think maybe for... I say for discussions-wise, but I'm the only time I discuss any of the shows is on here. So it's not like I'm keeping up with like forums or something talking about the episodes as they come out. But um, <laughs> it does help that for the discussion. Yeah. Um, part of why I wanted to watch a show too is because a couple of my friends had been watching and liking it a lot, but also my friends that, uh, had watched that movie, the scary on 61st that I talked about a couple of weeks ago. Oh yeah. Uh, they're That's saying the that, Epstein one. Yeah. They're saying the, the women that made it, who had that podcast, that political podcast that yeah. they're, they're like, the two young college girls in the show are like based on those people. In oh, life. that's that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So she was raving about the show and was like, "You got to watch it." I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, there's some really good moments with them. I think in the third episode. Oh yeah. You'll see it. Yeah. 
definitely awesome. worth talking about when that happens. But that's The White Lotus on HBO Max. A lot of great actors on it. Crisper, what else have you been watching? Uh, let's see. I also watched... I actually watched a couple movies recently. Um, on Through Twitch. Like, people will do watch parties on Twitch. Right. And so I'll check those out. It's kind of interesting to have it in, like, this group setting where there's, like, a chat going during a movie and people are just constantly commenting on everything that's happening. So uh, one of the first movies I watched was The Wrestler, the uh, Darren Aronofsky classic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm an old beat-up sack of meat. <laughs> yeah, so I watched that movie, which I don't think I've seen since I watched it probably in theaters when it right. first came out in, what, 2008? Yeah, so it's when been a long time. you could just name but... a movie The Wrestler, <laughs> the classic of 2008. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's, it's, I mean, everyone knows it's good, but I did really enjoy it still. Uh, it's. I think the the most interesting part I think is like how they show behind the scenes of wrestling and like mm -hmm. the characters discussing like what they're gonna do for their performance and stuff like that. It's just interesting to see that right. kind of stuff. And when, we have uh, that that new movies coming out that we watched the trailer for Heels. Yeah. Or. Um, so, and that is similar and it's weird that we haven't seen another movie like that since the wrestler until now. Yeah. yeah. At least not a big release. But yeah, I guess they, uh, yeah. So good on the rewatch. What's the, cause for people who haven't done it, basically the, I think, um, Twitch integrates with Amazon prime. So right, like once yeah. you join the stream, you could just start watching the movie and then you have uh, so you need to have a prime account. And then the person, are they talking a lot throughout the movie? The person who's streaming or what? No, no, not not too much. They they might say like a, something here or there, but for the most part, they're watching it the entire time, too. I mean, they they have the ability to like pause it and stuff like mm -hmm. that. But um there, yeah, it's uh the streamer I was watching it with is this guy uh, Will Neff. He streams a lot on Twitch, but he was like doing nightly movie watches basically for the last like couple weeks. So it's it's kind of cool to see that because it's almost like just watching something on TV, like going to your friend's house and they're all watching a movie already, and you're like, oh, you guys are watching this, okay? Right. I'll check it out with you guys, and then you kind of everyone's kind of just chatting a little bit while watching something in the background. Um, but yeah, for the most part, from what I saw, that person wasn't really talking that much. They, maybe they'd be like giving some insight or behind the scenes if they knew about yeah. it. But other than that, yeah. Oh, that's they cool. have, they have, so they have the ability to like pause it for everyone that's watching and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So they can control that, but you can control the volume like separately from the person streaming's volume too. Yeah, so you can even straight like up ignore separate. them and just mute it if, if for some reason they're like talking too much or something. Mm -hmm. But that's yeah. pretty cool. So the wrestler, awesome. Yeah. And even, uh, any other ones that you want? to Oh yeah, from those, we can or? go through the yeah. So yeah, if you want, yeah, a couple of movies, other movies. Uh, I watched Alien, 
there's like a four the 4K version of it is on uh, Amazon Prime. Oh, nice! And it's just crazy. Like, you know, that movie was made in 1979, but it looks so fucking good. It still it's, looks it's good. Insane. Yeah, yeah. The set design, everything is just so perfect. It's it's really amazing. Um, yeah, I mean that movie still holds up. Obviously, it's a classic, but uh, yeah, just so cool to to watch watch it with such clarity. Yeah, um, that I definitely need a, re- a rewatch on that one. Yeah, it hasn't been too long, but it it, it is crazy how much it holds up. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, one of the other ones I watched was Tropic Thunder. Oh, nice. It's, it's definitely been a while since I saw that one. Yeah, which is also a 2008 release, so. Big year. About that, but yeah. And th- I know that movie had, like, gets constantly resurgence of uh, people talking about it because of, like, Robert Downey Jr.'s character in it. Yeah. Um. Which is, yeah, it's just really crazy. You know what's also crazy about that movie is that Justin Thoreau is one of the writers for it. Oh, you know what? I think I remember knowing that back in the day, then completely forgot about it as <laughs> as time has passed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think he's uh, written a couple things. Yeah, yeah, he has. He, I mean, on the thing, it says that he wrote the screenplay for Iron Man 2, which, uh, <laughs> whatever uh, that means, yeah. whatever Iron Man is. But uh, he also wrote Rock of Ages. I don't know if you ever watched that movie. Uh, is that the one? That's with... that musical with, uh, I think Tom Cruise is in it, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. I never yeah. saw it. I think I had to watch it for uh, summer camp and it was not very good um and then he also wrote zoolander too so he started off really good tropic thunder and then uh absolute (laughs) legend yeah but yeah so anyways tropic thunder though such it's just crazy like watching that movie now the cast is really insane Mm -hmm. there's all these people in it that you're like what the fuck like uh tom cruise obviously yeah just tom cruise alone is yeah it's crazy and even like matthew mcconaughey is in it being his like you know subordinate who's like the manager of uh ben siller's character yeah yeah and he, he like his character in it is like completely unnecessary and kind it's of does just like nothing. Because it's Matthew McConaughey. But it's just yeah, because yeah, it's Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. But like even uh, Danny McBride is in it in like a smaller role, but still awesome. And uh, Bill Hader is one of Tom Cruise's like other people that works with him. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, it's yeah, really sneaky cast. Yeah, on top of yeah, the main the main guys, Jack Black and Jay Baruchel. But, uh, yeah, um, I mean, the movie's still very funny. But, uh, but yeah, those that's pretty much all that I saw with, uh, through Twitch. But, um, what else, yeah, what else have you been watching? Uh, the, a big one that I really enjoyed this week is a Korean movie that's on Netflix called Time to Hunt. And I was looking this up one night, uh, Korean movie night, uh, 
and found this one. I wanted to see what was on Netflix. I actually don't check Netflix a lot for Korean movies because uh, there's so many on Prime or I'll like rent them on Prime. Um, and not a huge selection, but, um, a couple good ones that popped out in this one, uh, definitely got me. It's in the near future, a financial crisis will hit Korea and slums arise from those areas. A group of young people commit crime to survive, um, which is another one of those very odd IMDB synopsises. Um, (laughs) but what happens is, uh, after coming out of prison, this guy basically comes back to a Korea that's like dystopian it's not like futuristic dystopian but like everything's shit now you know everything's if you're poor you have no future and most people are poor now so he's like really surprised by it all and he had found out about this other city like this island town that in prison and he was like we can go there we just need enough money so they plan to uh, do a heist on an illegal gambling ring. Uh-huh. And then what happens is they do the heist, but then they get chased. So it's pretty much them getting chased by one of the assassins for uh-huh. the uh, the crime ring that they stole from. Uh-huh. And it's a really cool movie. It's basically kind of these like group of four low-level criminals having to outrun this assassin and outsmart him. Uh, and it does have some problems of plot armor where, you know, like the, the killer is, the killer could kill them, but the fact that he decides to walk slow, you know, they get away or like are able to regroup where you're like, dude, if you were just to rush them (laughs) after that last move, you'd be done. But, um, it kind of works for his character. Um, but it's really a, a cool movie. Kind of like part heist movie part um action on the run movie uh time to hunt on netflix uh highly recommend it cool and at the end do they get to the island and it's just the island from a quiet place too (laughs) uh, they get attacked by monsters they brought the monster on the boat it was one of their friends (laughs) yeah cool that sounds awesome stink and that's all yeah. you're saying on Netflix? Netflix, yeah. Okay. That's and what about you? What else you got? Yeah. Netflix uh, and Prime have a lot of Korean stuff, if you're interested. I think, actually, that's it for me this week. That's good. Kind of okay. So I couldn't watch too much. I'll just shout out two quick things. Uh, also Korean on Netflix, School Nurse Files is a TV show. And it's about this nurse who, a school nurse who has the ability to see spirits, sort of. But she sees them in the form of jelly that people secrete when they, like, desire something. <laughs> uh, so yeah. it's it's really weird. And she has, like, a flea market lightsaber that uh-huh. she charges with like crystals and stuff and different religious things and uh-huh. then bbs like for a bb gun and then that's how she destroys the jelly that only she can see okay so the jelly is like a bad thing it's like a bad thing yeah okay. or it can be okay uh, and i don't i don't 100% understand the jelly to be honest but it's like <laughs> something like negative emotions or even positive emotions that kind of overtake you um 
And the the first episode, basically the school is kind of the school that she works at and is new to. She realizes is like, oh, there's something like really crazy with jelly going on and finds that there's like a whole spring of jelly from some bad history there under the school and a huge monster Uh, comes out of it. Sick. Um, But it's kind of like it's silly and funny because she is like fighting off jelly, but she's using an airsoft gun and this like stupid lightsaber toy (laughs) and swinging around. And she's kind of crazy, like a little like weird. Um, okay. uh, it's a pretty fun show. I only watched, uh, two episodes so far. Um, and I'll probably, uh, pick away at it. Um, uh, but just on the visuals alone too, of like the jelly, it's pretty interesting. Um, cool. they'll have and like a couple. Oh God. Do, do other people see the jelly then? No, right. I think other people can, but only she can at this point. I think okay. it's like an ability people okay. can have. But yeah, very fun. And then I watched another movie, a Korean movie on Netflix called The Brothers or The Bros. Um, And this is a Ma Dong Suk is in this, the famous, the rock of Korea. And basically these two brothers, their father dies. So they have to come back to their town to, to be part of the funeral and everything. But they both have other reasons for going there as well like one brother wants to try to sell the land rights to his company and then the the other brother wants to go find these like buried golden buddhas um but it's kind of a weird movie they hit a woman with their car it's at a early on and then they find her and she's kind of like acting like brain damaged and doesn't remember things and is very weird uh-huh. Um, and then they run into her more and more. And, like, you kind of get the sense... I thought the movie was going in a place where, like, the two brothers were going to fight over her or one of them was going to fall in love with her. Uh-huh. But then you find out it's the ghost of their mom. <laughs> but I'm oh, like, but sick. I really got vibes sometimes. I think it's just because she's <laughs> so, like, airheaded and stuff uh-huh. that some of that airheadedness kind of comes off, like, flirting uh-huh. Yeah, but it, the movie wasn't great, um, but I did find it funny that now that I'm uh, spending some time learning Korean, I'm at least able to like phonetically sound out the uh, Hangul symbols. And I'm oh, like, okay. Oh, okay, I wonder what this is called in Korean because I see the poster and it's called Burado. <laughs> Brother. Oh, yeah. Burado. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, okay. I, I hate all the words that I learned that's like, oh, pizza is picha. It's like, okay. That's awesome. I would like a a word that's vastly different from English, so I'm actually learning a different language. But no, there's there's <laughs> plenty of words that are incredibly difficult. Yeah. Um Yeah. Um that sounds really cool. It's funny because it's like that's like classic uh, like back to the future, dude. You know, you meet your mom but she's your age. And then <laughs> she's like Oh, you're like a brother to me. But then what's really great in this movie is like at the end, you think it's they're gonna one of them's gonna get with them, but then you're like, Oh, that's the mom. And then at the end the brothers kiss each other and you're like, Oh, oh yeah. We know each what other boys the whole want. time. They are bros. I mean, it's a good film. But no, it isn't romantic at all in the actual movie, so don't <laughs> worry about that. But I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. I think some of it, um, 
there was some cultural things about like how you deal with funerals and families. Okay. That I was unaware of that I think just made me not get it as much. Um, but I also think it was just a little unfocused of a movie. Burado. Okay. Cool. All right, and that's all I've been watching. So I'd say we get into our feature review of The Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. Very important. The. 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 Suicide Squad. Let's that, get into it. Is that what you learned in your... Uh... Yeah, I learned, I learned that that's not it. Oh, okay. <laughs> And let's see the plot here. Supervillains Harley Quinn, Bloodsport, Peacemaker, and a collection of nutty cons at Bell Reeve Prison join the super-secret, super-shady Task Force X as they're dropped off at a remote, enemy-infused island of Corto Maltese. Wow, so I'll be honest, those names that they mentioned, other than Harley Quinn, I'm not even sure I remembered that the characters were named that in the movie. <laughs> Um, but let's get into it, Chris. Suicide, the Suicide Squad. How did you like this movie? And um, you know, give us your thoughts too on what you thought of the first one, just briefly, and and all that, and the franchise, and then what food you thought it's, it is like. You think it is like? Yeah. Okay. So, um, I thought this movie was just a very fun. Uh, superhero comedy, I guess I would say. Mm -hmm. I really appreciated that it was rated R and that James, it was James Gunn doing a rated R action comedy uh, because he's, he does a really great job at doing uh, rated R comedy, I feel like. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I remember the first movie, the originals, I, I did, was not really a fan, I think, of the movie itself, but I did enjoy like the portrayal of Harley Quinn. And I think we were mm -hmm. talking about this earlier, but like even the Joker, everyone hates Jared Leto as the Joker. Uh, but I think there's just something fun about how shitty it is. It's like a spectacle. Mm -hmm. It's like, I can't <laughs> believe he's doing this kind of thing. That's like, I don't mind watching it. Cause it's just like, Insane. at least it's a choice yeah, yeah. It, it could have easily been a knockoff of the heath ledger joker and been kind uh -huh. of forgettable but he made it his own thing yeah yeah so i don't know that movie wasn't really a big fan because i felt like they had all these different characters but none of them had any sort of moment that made you go wow that's why that character is unique and i love the, that character for it Mm -hmm. for whatever they did you know that it was missing that uh, but like I definitely, croc yeah kill like croc. the croc guy kill croc whose personality is he likes rap music and yeah it was, that's about it that guy like in the comics killer croc is like a gigantic mon monstrosity that's like terrifying because he's just this huge hulking beast that will eat people or can't eat people similar to king shark in this movie yeah um but uh yeah it's it's just so weird um 
even like Captain Boomerang I liked though in that movie just because he was just a weirdo but he didn't really get to do anything either yeah uh, who knows even who that is no is that Kai Jordany yeah Kai Jordany Jai <laughs> Courtney yeah yeah J- J- Led Tasso <laughs> uh-huh um but yeah I think that I really did enjoy the Harley Quinn movie though that's the thing is at least with the Harley Quinn movie Margot Robbie got to do more things mm-hmm. and I feel like um that's the only real reason that Suicide Squad was anything is I feel like because of like her portrayal was yeah like, totally drew people to it right because it definitely wasn't will smith yeah it really a forgettable performance uh and i mean he plays playing deadshot whose magic or special ability is like he ricochets things to in crazy ways to get kill shots but then only does it in the very beginning of the movie and then (laughs) is just shooting a machine gun at whatever for the rest of the movie yeah no use um, of powers. But, uh, yeah, so anyways, the, the I like the Harley Quinn movie, and then I feel like this is just the, the next step for them making better DC movies with mm-hmm. The Suicide Squad. I know that, like, whenever they announced it, I was just on board because James Gunn is a great director already. He did... Yeah. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2 and that was movies where everyone was like who are the Guardians of the Galaxy I don't give a shit about these random characters and he's like yes but you will after you see this movie and you know that's what he yeah. did is he turned people that you had no idea who they were into Star these, Lord like, iconic characters yeah. yeah like who fucking would care yeah a, a raccoon and a tree guy you're like this that sounds really boring or weird, uh, but he did, yes, did such a great job. And like, I definitely and even just, or just the, the the choice to have him seems like DC saying something, saying like, you know what, we're we're gonna just let him do his thing. Like you wouldn't, yeah. on the heels of him getting let go from Disney uh-huh. for pedophile jokes. Yeah, for, like for like tw- twenty years ago, for twenty years ago, <laughs> stupid, <laughs> so stupid. Um, but on the heels of that, like you don't do that and then chain the guy up again. <laughs> it felt yeah. very much like a statement. It, it's just so. It is funny that like Marvel axed him, and DC is like, "You're lost," and everyone's I like, "Yes, that's... you're lost." <laughs> like you guys are idiots for that. Uh, but um, yeah, it's just so cool that it, they let him do just a rated R comedy superhero movie. That's that's what I was banking on for this movie being good. Is I was I was just thinking like if anyone's gonna do a good job at a like if you looked at a list of like every single director and you're like choose one to make a a Suicide Squad movie, mm-hmm. James Gunn would be like number one, right? Yeah, um, and that's so cool. But uh. But yeah, so I, I, I definitely enjoyed this movie a lot, um, much more than I guess what other superhero movies came out this year, like Black Widow. I guess is the only other one. Yeah. At this point. 
Yeah, I guess. I mean, we can't remember definitely, definitely more fun than that. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. The food, I would say, is like... I, I don't know an exact food, but it's like a food that's very common that everyone does. But you know, like, your parents do it better or someone you know does it the best. Mm. You're like, this is... You think that's good, but like... It's yeah. just average. Like this is where it's at. Um, All right. Yeah. What did teriyaki you chicken. Yeah, for I was you. thinking. Yeah, for me, it would be teriyaki chicken. The um, easiest. Yeah. So, Suicide Squad, the first one, I actually uh, enjoyed. I bought it. Uh, even I think it was on sale digitally. So, um, but I would never have said it was like a good movie or like I get if people don't like it, but I was like, Oh, there's some fun stuff here. And I think you're right. So much of that is Margot Robbie. Uh, uh-huh. she is the heart of that movie. So yeah. I, all birds of prey also, I loved way more than even suicide squad and thought it was great. Yeah. Um, so this could only be a plus for me. Cause like, yeah. Oh, James Gunn. And it seems like they're learning from their mistakes of the first uh-huh. one. Uh, so this one I really, really liked. It was super fast and like went right in, you know, like you're on the island. The movie starts on the island. Yeah. And takes a brief detour, but then gets back into that. Uh And, uh, I remember just sitting there watching it with Andy, my fiance. And after a while, we're just not talking anymore during the movie and just like, zoned in because it's just you know fast interesting and was having a great time with it uh i do think there's not enough margot robbie yeah i agree harley quinn just seems like such a footnote in it and yeah that's unfortunate yeah they're Uh, really really... like fleshing out the new team and kind Mm. of leaving her to be like the side story yeah yeah, I definitely agree. And, you know, maybe do her own things and all that. Uh-huh. Uh, but I would say this is kind of like uh, just like really good classic barbecue burgers and hot dogs with a Roy Rogers fixings bar. You know, you got oh. sliced tomatoes, onions, anything you want to put on it. Do you Mustard put like shredded lettuce? Do you get shredded lettuce or do you get like actual leaves? You have the option. Oh, both. Okay. Damn. Yeah. Both. And uh, the ketchup and mustard is has little tiny spoons. That's how you put oh, it yeah. on. So you could really Definitely. light that up. That's what I thought this movie was like. Um, I also thought, though, it was so similar to the first, at least in its like core, what it is. Uh-huh. And I guess uh, we can't really get into that without getting into spoilers. So let's get into spoilers of it. I do recommend this movie. It's a stupid, stupid yes, because it's on HBO Max. Yeah. You know, even if you just sure. sign up for the month and it's fourteen ninety nine, that's worth it for this movie. And then you get to see, I think even Wonder Woman's still up there. I thought the oh, WB movies I, were only going to. Wonder Woman might have come back after being pulled. Oh, it and was then it's been for enough while. time because that was one of the one month only. Yeah, all the movies on HBO are one month only. So if it's back or if it's on there, it's yeah, it's back. 
Yeah, but that's there. I mean, it's just like, go do it, sign up, then cancel after you watch it. It's worth it. Or go to the theater if you're feeling Or just uh, text your friends and ask if they have an HBO Max account. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I say go check it out. Let's get into spoilers. Um, I'll just continue that thought of how similar it is to the first, just in its core thing of, Here's a bunch of the villains forced to do a mission that they're only doing because they have, you know, their lives are on the line or they want something. Yeah. Uh, and in the end, it's kind of they choose to continue the mission because it's the right thing to do. And that's both movies have that as like the main flip of the movie. And then they go fight the big bad guy. Like, they, a lot in the middle is different, or, you know, the details are different, but that's both movies. Um, And I don't know if that's a criticism, really, because, like, that's what you want out of a Suicide Squad movie, (laughs) I would think. What what else are you going to do? Yeah. Um, But did you find it similar at all? Yeah, I could definitely see that. I think someone was telling me also that, like, or someone online was saying that basically it was supposed to be, like, that's why they they when people ask like oh is this a sequel or a reboot or whatever they're basically saying that they just let James Gunn do whatever he wants regardless of any sort of continuity so it's like mm-hmm. he could just remake the last one as essentially yeah and do it this way and kind of just brush past the the details that might link anything cuz it doesn't really matter so yeah, it's, and it's I, cool I think that it's a it could, smart move. Yeah, it could easily exist as a sequel or as a reboot. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, you don't need that first one if you don't want to watch it. You could go right into this. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And anything I would say like watching Birds of Prey and then this would be more fun than... It'll leave you wanting Margot Robbie, though. Yeah. That's the thing. Uh, but I love how the movie starts. You know, the uh, um, the mission starting right away with familiar characters like Jai Courtney or Kai Jortney. <laughs> <laughs> and Pete Davidson. And then they just all get murked. And <laughs> I think it's the way you want it because that's what you want of this movie. You want to see, like, characters and heroes die and fuckheads get killed. Yeah. But you can't have... A movie can't exist just on that. You oh. know, you need people you actually care about. So it's like, all right, we're going to give that to you. And now invest in these characters who you don't want that to happen to. Yeah. Yeah, that that was a really cool choice. Because, yeah, when uh, Pete Davidson starts coming out saying like hey guys uh, it's okay i was like oh oh they're all gonna die here aren't they? <laughs> this is gonna be awesome yeah yeah and it, i love michael rooker with this like ridiculous white wig on yeah just looking so goofy and it, it's funny because you know it's like james gunn and him must be just such good friends at this point that he's like hey be in my movie you gotta be I'm in it. make you look like the biggest asshole all the time yeah let me make you, you gotta be in a it. makeup chair and yeah, yeah. So good. Yeah, and and he made Yandu into this incredible 
character. Yeah, true. Both yeah, you watch the first Guardians, you're like, "What? A, this guy is kind of whatever." And then by the second movie, you're like, "I love him." Yeah, I would die for him. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, it's very fun and um, kind of giving you Michael Rooker as the character for that scene that you're like, okay, is this the guy we're following? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Giving you that sense. Uh, and then no, definitely not. <laughs> yeah. Cause uh, like halfway through that scene, I was thinking like, Oh, well like blood sports, not here. And King shark isn't here or the poker. Yeah, yeah. guy, Or John Cena. And I was like, I wonder where those guys are. And then just after that, they reveal the the second squad. Such a such a fun uh, reveal. Yeah, that was really cool, and leaves you with so many questions in a good way. I think it was yeah. just really smartly written for just as a movie, but also as it it had the un uh, unjust burden of having to make up for the first one, and. Uh-huh carry the weight of it yeah so i think it's just it was a really good way of almost addressing the movie or at least like expectation and then just yeah. letting it be its own thing after that which yeah. its own thing is basically just the first movie <laughs> yeah well yeah because like what i'm worried about with this movie is it not doing well because a lot of people disliked the first one and it i mm-hmm. feel like it's almost too soon for them to make this sort of movie. Well, like, I uh, bet it, I bet some so people. many, so many but, people watched it on HBO max though. I bet. Yeah. I, I don't know if, if we'll get the numbers or whatever, uh-huh. but I think it's a hundred percent. Like people are talking about this movie, yeah. you know, when easy, you can just kind of see watch, it. Cause you see Twitter people like suicide squad, suicide squad. And they're like, Oh, I have HBO max. I'll just put it on whatever yeah yeah, yeah people true. are watching it on that but yeah I, I think the fact that it is a big theater release you're still gonna look at those box office numbers people are and people are kind of it sucks how much money it didn't make at the box office but this is the first weekend since going back to the theater that i was like man should i not go to the theater just because the delta variant's getting crazy like what's going on like that's even personally what i felt and i think people if it's on hbo max they're not gonna go see suicide squad in the theaters especially after the first but i think they are gonna watch it yeah well i i actually did see it in theaters and got the delta variant so i'm (laughs) fucked uh (laughs) no but yeah i did see it in theaters and i think the one my favorite part about seeing it in theaters but oh part of it was just laughing out loud at these the great like funny bits with uh some of my friends like mm-hmm. that felt like i hadn't done that in a while right so that felt good uh but also the trailer for didn't the happen Batman. at pig no oh yeah pig we were <laughs> busting up green knight busting up at the cum shot uh <laughs> no i guess at jungle cruise i did laugh a lot but the, i was with like my niece and nephew so it was like you know family time. yeah you're feeding off their laughter yeah their excitement uh but but yeah just a, a classic like r-rated action comedy you know where you're like this is so crazy i can't believe mm-hmm. you know 
the violence. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, how do you th- feel about the big boss ending? Oh the yeah, Starro. <laughs> yeah, Starro is great. I I I thought it was so funny and cool and weird because Starro's like such a a bit of a character, you know, of like, oh, everyone's controlled in zombies to Starro. I feel mm. like in the comics though, you don't die when Starro gets a hold of you. Oh like, really? If, if if they defeat Starro, they can like everyone comes back, regains consciousness basically. Because I've seen, mm-hmm. I remember seeing like cartoons and stuff where the heroes will get controlled by it too. And oh, they have so to they fight. Have, like, they have to come. Oh back. no, Superman has Starro on him. You know Starro. we're fucked. Uh, but it's just I loved it because when they first showed the creatures outside. You see how they're like bright blue and red and like pink and they Mm. start speaking and it's so weird. And you're like, this is something only James Gunn could do, you know? Yeah. Just this like bonkers villain that looks so ridiculous. It's just, yeah, yeah, it was, it was so fun. And especially just the, um, having a villain that isn't just, oh, here's a buff, big, fast guy. Oh yeah. Here's a Superman That's... equivalent. Guy. <coughs> You're like, yeah, okay, yeah, like okay, that'll be cool. But um, so I, I felt like even that the villain was a subversion in itself. Yeah, that I really appreciated, and just yeah, everything's so silly, so stupid, but it's somehow working. You know, uh, it's just so easy for things in comic book movies to feel silly but it's almost like the the grittier the take is and the look the more silly you can be like the how the boys is yeah you know it's like it it almost allows for it while if you're being sincere the more like comic booky and silly it looks like uh what do you call it the bat the shoemaker batmans where you're just kind of like this is like so so earnest and dorky uh-huh. but if you take that same earnest and dorkiness but put it in that tone that's like oh no we we kind of are post superhero it seems to work how did you feel about uh blood sports costume and weapons and stuff i don't know if i'd really call it a costume uh-huh. i don't know anything like about blood sport yeah, it just seemed like a tactical suit. I don't know. I'll look him up right now for his uh, for his costume because I have no. Okay. Well, no knowledge what, I, what I was gonna say is uh, not not like if it's like the comic, but I just thought it was cool how he like had this transform like suit with gear that would transform. But it, his gun reminded me of like when you can buy those Nerf guns that you can put other pieces on to make it yeah. bigger. It just reminded me of that, and I thought it was funny. Uh, but I thought Power Ranger guns. Yeah, yeah, even like Power Ranger guns. I also thought his helmet was really cool, though. How it had like the the bottom jaw was like a skeleton jaw, but then there's yeah. just like this blank uh, piece on the top. Yeah, it was like thought... a very slight that jaw. But while I, what I'm seeing on the comics is it's like that jaw is so pronounced. It almost he almost looks like a xenomorph from Alien. 
Oh um, yeah, I but it was cool it. how it, yeah, how it was kind of more slight in the film. Uh, but yeah, those guns were definitely weird. I know that was one point that me and Andy like chuckled was when his gun keeps transforming. Like there's a sequence where it like transforms three times, where yeah. he's just like slapping things on it, and I'm just like, what is this? This can't be better than just having three different guns. <laughs> it's because he can keep it uh, on his his slim suit. Yeah, true that. Uh, but yeah, I thought Idris Elba was uh, definitely good. Yeah. Uh, good arc on the character. Yeah, except uh, real quick with his arc is uh, he shot Superman with a kryptonite bullet, though. Like, why right, did he that's do his that? History. He's like, like how, what, what was going through his mind when he's like, I need to murder Superman. And then Maybe at the end of this movie is like, I need to save people. Yeah, I, I, I think he was hired, right? Is that it? Well, I mean, they would uh, say, you know, oh, you're just a mercenary or whatever. But it's it's almost as if his character could not possibly be a mercenary because at the end, if he thinks, oh, I need to save these people, like, how many people did he kill, murder, yeah, that were innocent hundreds, right? before this? Because it, it's like, oh, he worked with Rick Flagg. Okay, so he was just in the military. So it seemed almost as if he was like in the military, then something happened and he decided I need to kill Superman because he decimated Metropolis and murdered people. Maybe mm-hmm. he's like, he's not a good guy. He's a villain. I should kill him or something. Yeah. But it's like, how do you, how do you work with Rick Flagg for the longest time? And then something turns you yeah. to murdering Superman. Superman. <laughs> <laughs> Just really curious about that. But, uh, but yeah, he, he was great. I feel like sometimes he's not good in in things he's in, and this time, like, it was good. Yeah. Uh, hard to say if better than um, the exact same character, more or less, that Will Smith played. <laughs> well, you know why he's better? Because he shot Superman. Will Smith didn't. Yeah. No matter how many sure. times he could ricochet a kryptonite bullet, he didn't shoot Superman. <laughs> It could still be ricocheting now, waiting to hit a smart <laughs> target. Uh, and yeah, King Shark, we mentioned he was just great. Uh, shout out to, uh, what's his name? Oh, yeah. Rocky Balboa. <laughs> it's funny, if you look on uh, like IMDb, he's not listed on the top cast. Stallone. That's hilarious. You have to like go into the further. He's further all down. Stallone. Yeah, and John Cena, uh, John Cena just doing great. Yes, such a good douchey asshole guy. Yeah, I really had a blast having him and Idris Elba play off each other. Yeah. Uh, Ratcatcher 2. Yeah, she was great. Just all around, just the, the mix of characters and how they played off each other was really great. And it's really kind of nothing crazy new of team dynamics, but I think it's just the weight they gave each character that probably the first film didn't, and a lot of superhero movies struggle with giving to their characters. Uh-huh. Oh, also, like, uh, was it David Dastmalchian, the polka dot man? 
Oh yeah. Who's also in like uh, Ant Man? Also, he uh, was one of Joker's disciples in Dark Knight Returns. No, the Dark Knight. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's always just in really good stuff, huh? He's always really good in everything that he's in, I feel like. Yeah, and uh, great, weird, disgusting, yet powerful power. Yeah, it's it's really crazy how strong he is. Because, like, when Starro's attacking everything, I was like, dude, couldn't he just light that guy up and disintegrate him? Yeah, and then he does. Yeah, and then he does. And yeah, the whole bit with him and his envisioning his mom was yeah. so great. Though the only thing that I thought was weird is like I loved when he envisions the team, and it it's like the mom, but in the shape of all of the other te- the whole team. Yeah, in their costumes. So I was like, once they showed Starro, I was like, oh man. Polka Dot Man's gonna see Starro as his mom. That's gonna be hilarious if she looks like a like a giant starfish. Yeah. But then yeah. it was just a straight up giant woman, and I was kind of like, "What? Yeah. Come on! I want to see her in these odd starfish uh, starfish proportions." Uh, but still, still uh, such a good bit. Yeah, this uh, the Polka Dot guy great team um yeah i'd probably watch this movie again if a friend hadn't seen it maybe play a video game during it or something but uh it was that entertaining and viola davis as well oh yeah a little one day shoot uh in the the office (laughs) great to see her though uh she plays the hell out of that character there's yeah there's Uh, just really good bits like uh one of the that uh, it was weird with her because I just felt like at the end, her staff knocking her out was too much like a like a Deus Ex Machina thing of like how are they going to get out of right. this that that is a detriment to Amanda Waller's character of like she would never let that happen in the last movie she fucking yeah. murks all of her team when she yeah. thinks one of them is a rat or whatever. Like, I feel like in this movie, it's like, how has she let them get the leg up on her? Like that? Really convenient of, of yeah. that to happen to her, yeah. Um, Agreed. I also like how, like, they're, they're surprised that Bloodsport is afraid of rats. When she's introducing him to her in the prison, he sees the rat and legit freaks out in front of her. <laughs> yeah. And it's, like, f- clear, okay, he's afraid of rats. And then at the later on they're like oh my god he's afraid of rats like yes he, he fucking he straight up told knew. you guys uh and then uh i also like the uh the water monsters the little water creatures that uh king shark thought were like his friends oh yeah that really reminded me of mom and dad save the universe oh really i haven't seen that since i was it? like a kid so there's like these adorable mushrooms that they like meet in this underground place or like a sewer and the mushrooms are like coming up to them, surrounding them. They're like, hello, buddies. And then the mushrooms open their tops and there's oh, razor sick. sharp jaws and they chase after them. I was <laughs> like, oh, this is I wouldn't be surprised if this is influenced by that. Uh that's that's awesome. I I one thing I thought though about them was they look like ponyos. 
Oh yeah, like little like Ponyo creatures. They could be funny. in a Miyazaki world for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, Rick Flag, dude. Rick Flag dying. I was like, I I was surprised that he didn't die in the start of the movie. <laughs> I I really was, was. I was like, wow, they're they're still pushing this guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But they do do a good job of like making him a legitimately good guy throughout the movie. Yeah. Like, because uh, yeah. he's kind of a an asshat in the first one because he's all in love with the witch and uh-huh. obviously a ween. Um, <laughs> but this one really won me over for him and made that death impactful. Yeah, definitely. Um. Yeah, there's just. It's just such a lot of fun, so much fun, a lot of good bits. I like that King. Sh- I like King Shark in this, but like, uh, what I was gonna say about it is, it's like the Harley Quinn cartoon. It's very different, but in the Harley Quinn cartoon, they have King Shark, but he's okay. voiced by Ron Funches, and he's like a very smart, intelligent like nerdy guy oh that's interesting it's so, 180. so yeah it's like a completely opposite character but in the cartoon he's really funny because everyone assumes he's just this crazy psycho monster because he's a sh- giant shark and he's like guys i have feelings like i'm not i'm not yeah. like a killer <laughs> please that's very fun uh should we move on to sequels and uh double features yeah yeah sure Alright, uh, I just have a, my idea for the sequel, keep James Gunn on, and let's send them to outer space. I want to see them, like, dealing with, now, bigger extraterrestrial shit. Yeah. Whatever, just do, like, basically the Thor movie, but, uh, with them in space, with these guys. Yeah. Hey, I had a similar idea, I just want them to do, like... Get James Gunn to do Guardians of the Galaxy versus Suicide Squad. Come on. Marvel, yeah. DC, just just do us this one favor. They did a Marvel versus DC in the 90s, okay? They got to reignite their, their love. It's only money. Yeah, it's, yeah. You'd be printing money. It's true, and it, it sucks because it's like DC would need that money, but Marvel doesn't. So it's Mar- it's all up in Marvel's decision yeah. to be like, we're too good for you guys. And it's like, come on. Come on, Marvel. Just the fans don't we crave yeah. it. Yeah. Please. What about your uh double feature? Uh you know, obviously, you know, the throwaway is Suicide Squad. I think it actually does make a good double feature because they're so similar, even if they don't necessarily connect or need each other. Uh-huh. But really, uh Deadpool two I think is a good one for this because it has the fun team dynamic and taking the piss out of a team. Uh, yeah. And is also R rated comedy. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, because I was going to say, like, even Birds of Prey would be good. Right. Um, yeah. But, but actually, what I was most wanting to put it as double feature is the actual Harley Quinn cartoon, which I was just talking about. Oh, but yeah. Just because it, she basically has a team in that show that's like a Suicide Squad, essentially, of villains who are good guys. Mm. And it also has like the R-rated level of 
jokes and humor and violence. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people haven't seen that. More people haven't seen that than Birds of Prey or any of the other like big R-rated superhero stuff. And that's all on HBO Max now, too. So you yeah, watch the very movie, lauded. then watch the show. And it's two seasons, and they're excellent. And they're coming out with the third one pretty soon, too. So You heard it here first. Actually, you know what else, last. too? Is she has a relationship with Poison Ivy in the comics and in that cartoon. And I just want them to do that in the movies already. Like, introduce yeah, Poison introduce Ivy in the her, next yeah. one. Get her to have her own relationship that's loving and healthy. Because every guy she gets with, like in this movie she says, is this piece of shit scumbag. Like, yeah, she deserves happiness, right? And she found it in another world. <laughs> yeah. So that's The Suicide Squad as we've spoke about it. Chris, where can people find you and what else can people look forward to from us? Yeah, so I'm Rebirth Project on Twitter. Uh, you can talk to me there. Next week, there's actually a lot of stuff coming out. Uh, but um, I, the, I'm sure the main one we're going to do is Free Guy comes out. Oh, yeah. And that's actually getting like surprisingly good reviews. It's like at a high 80s right now on Rotten Tomatoes. And all the reviews are like, wow, this is actually like surprisingly like heartfelt and uh, and funny. So I'm like it stoked seemed, about it. Yeah, now. it seems like um, what's his name? Uh, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds. Yeah. Has enough control over his career and good sense to not do bullshit. Yeah, and also, like, it's really crazy. At the start of this movie, there's a trailer for Free Guy, a new one that I hadn't seen yet. But they do this whole bit, I'm sure people have seen already, where he's, like, this super muscular version of himself. Because in that movie, they make, like, another skin of his character to, like, fight him. And it's, like, his face Mm. just, like, uh, masked on some other, like, bulky-ass dude. And so in the trailer, it's like him talking in real life, Ryan Reynolds, as that buff dude saying, like, oh, I I bulked up for the role so I could play this other version of me. Mm -hmm. But, like, he's even doing a bit where he's, like, holding the Deadpool suit. And he's like, I don't even fit in this Deadpool (laughs) suit anymore. (laughs) And it's like a trailer for Free Guy, which I I guess was a Fox movie. But now that they're owned by Disney, he's allowed to do this stuff. So it's crazy, Mm -hmm. the marketing, because, like, Taika Waititi is the villain in it, right? Yeah. And then he did a trailer reaction where he's Deadpool and Taika Waititi <laughs> is Korg from from Thor Ragnarok. And then they're watching the trailer for Free Guy and making fun of it. So it's like just this like crazy level of yeah. him. You know it's just Ryan Reynolds being like, this is good, guys. We can do this and it's okay. Let mm. me do this. And yeah, yeah so It'll work. it's, and it's really exciting them. how yeah, how he just gets to play with all that. But yeah, so anyways – there's a couple other big releases coming out next week, and I know I'm sure you want to see two, but Don't Breathe Two comes out next week. Are you interested in that movie? Don't Did breathe. you ever see? It's the one with um the guy the villain from Avatar and he's blind. And it was like a horror movie. Oh, that one I actually never saw. Oh, you didn't? Okay. I'm aware of it, but yeah. You you should it. watch it and then we should watch the sequel too. Cause it he's like a villain in that movie, but then there's characters that like break into his house and he's like 
trying to he's going to kill them for you know intruding but yeah. in the second movie it's like he's like the good guy and some people like break into his house and he's like and kidnap this little girl that he's taking care of so he like goes that goes to save her <laughs> But it's what's interesting is that in the first movie, like he is a very bad guy. So I'm just curious, like how they're kind of like redoing his image in this movie as like he's sympathetic, a sympathetic villain, I guess, Mm -hmm. who actually has good intentions sometimes if in the right scenario. Uh, Kind of like uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah, it's like uh, (laughs) Daredevil, but Suicide Squad Daredevil. Um. (laughs) There's a, there's a movie coming out on Netflix called Beckett starring John David Washington. And it's like he goes to, I think, another country or something and his girlfriend like gets murdered and they're trying to pin it on him and there's like corrupt cops after him or something. Something okay. like that. But it looks seems pretty high profile. Um, there's a couple other ones like on uh, Apple TV Plus there's a movie coming out called Coda about a girl who's like a singer and her family is deaf and she, but she's like the only one that isn't. And she likes to sing and she's like stuck in this small town. That looked pretty good. And then, uh, one other one with John Boyega and Olivia cook called naked singularity. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like a, I think it's like a heist movie or something, but anyways, that also looks cool. So yeah. Cast alone. I'm sold. Yeah. Right. All right, cool. So it should be a busy uh, week of movie watching. Hopefully it's a good week for your movie watching. You could also go read comics, check out Bottoms Up Hard Liquor. You could spend $3 and read three issues digitally, or you can get the paperbacks. Go check it out, and we'll see you next week when we talk about some more movies and shows. Bye.